Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. We are here for Chemist Warehouse, heading to Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Let's get into it. Dragons v Tigers, Thursday, 7.50, Wynn Stadium. Dragons team news. Sloan, Bird, Little, all return. Murdoch, Masilla drops out. Tigers team news. Nofaluma back on the wing. Laurie starts at 5'8", and Talon De Silva joins the bench. Smitty, what do you reckon about this one? Yeah, I like to see um, I like Noffa back on the wing. He's a he's a club favourite, mm. um, and uh, and can find the try line, which is you know what the Tigers need at the moment. But I like the Dragons in this one, Kempi. They're back at home. They're coming off a bye. Seems as though a lot, all that all that Ben Hunt talk has settled down a little bit, mm. and all the all the focus has has shifted well onto the the, the club that they're playing on the Tigers. So. Um, maybe that's going to take a little bit of that, that mental energy out of them this week, the Tigers and, and the Dragons. Being at home, a couple of players back in, um, all of their dramas seem to have sort of died down now. I, I think the Dragons might get a victory there. Yeah, this is uh, Dragons v Tigers. Talk about a game that it's not necessarily, like obviously the result matters, but both teams probably not going to make the eight, but talk about when you talk about yeah. individuals playing for contracts, individuals playing for, you know, yeah. their future. I mean, that's what we've got here. You know, there's plenty of players here that if they have bad form for the rest of the year, they might find themselves without a club pretty soon. Yeah. I will say, I, I, although Sloan's back and he shows so much promise, I think that they should have kept Lomax at fullback and just said, you know what? He's on a massive wicket. And what do we talk about earlier in regards to salary cap balance? Yeah. Yeah. You put him at fullback and you go, all right, Lomax, you've had all this talent for so long and you've definitely shown it in, in patches. So, But no longer can we go, okay, you're out in the center. So there is this kind of gray area of is he getting good ball? Is he not? Are we struggling? We put you at fullback and we go, have at it. You, there's no reason why you can't impact every game that you play from now on. There's no worry about you know getting enough ball or being involved enough. And so I would have actually gone Lomax um, at fullback and maybe Sloan on the wing. Uh, because I think that Lomax at fullback, as I said, it balances his salary cap, but also there's a lot of potential there. He was incredible for, the, for them last game um, when he did get moved to fullback. Uh, what do you reckon, Smitty? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. He's he's a wonderfully talented kid, Sloan. Wonderfully talented kid. I just think that he needs a bit more time in there and just a bit of a bit more work on his game. Like he, he's got that natural ability. He loves running the football. Um, I've seen firsthand in one of the tries he scored this year. I was at the ground where he got a he got a like a pass in traffic. He had to beat about four players, but he sort of weaved his way through four players, ended up running about seventy five meters and scoring a try. So mm. he's got no great natural talent, but he just I think he just needs to focus on some smaller parts of his of his game, particularly his defense. He he seems to struggle a little bit, um, you know, defending in when he's defending at fullback and sort of you know the opposition players make line breaks. He has to come down and try and make tackles. He struggles a little bit in that area, so I think if he if he makes improvements in some small parts, some basic parts of the game, he can be a much more um, all-rounded player. Um, Lomax in the centres, you know, compared to fullback, I, I understand what you're saying there, but I, I like him as a centre. Mm. 
I think he I think he gives more impact overall as a centre and he's a great target for him out on that right edge when if if they can get him into space and some early ball, mm. he's one of the harder, you know, centers to defend. He's got such, you know, strength where he can beat his own man. He can skip to the outside, he's got good speed and a nice pass where he can draw the winger as well. He's a he's a talented player. Um but yeah, they they've they've Chopped and changed and moved players around, and that that can't be great for you know sort of continuity within their group. But I, I still think the Dragons get this one done. Although earlier in the year the Tigers beat the Dragons uh, um, up at Suncorp, yeah, yeah, in uh, Magic Round it was. So they got them in a, in a tight game there. But I think just what's happening at the Tigers at the moment. Look, if they come out and play well and win, like good on them. Like that that'd be a big win. But I, I think Dragons in this one. Yeah. In regards to Lomax, the, the reason why I'm just I'm so interested to see him at fullback, so he played, I don't know, 50, 60 minutes there. He had 28 runs, yeah. 254 metres, 10 yeah, tackle involvement. breaks. Involvement. Exactly. He gets involvement, aim. Yeah, and so I, I just I just wonder whether you just force him to be involved. Um, but anyway, uh, Tigers, um, look, they just got to get a win, or at least they just got to play well. They just got to yeah. play well, seriously. Um, yeah. They got the roster they got the forward pack. Appy's going to be back for his second week, so hopefully they can turn things around. Now, Warriors v. Raiders. Friday, 6 p.m., Go Media Stadium, Auckland. Uh, Murata Niokore returns from suspension. Bunty Afoa returns from concussion. Papali'i and Horsburgh uh, and Solo all return for the Raiders. How do you see this one playing out, Smithy? Oh, this is a great matchup. I'm, I'm loving what the Warriors are doing at the moment, just mm. loving what they're doing. They're just, you know, they're a team, I think, I think they might be the footy side this year that that could possibly be a lot of fans' second team. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. Um, just because of you know their return to New Zealand, what they did in the last couple, we're all aware of that. But the results that they're getting now for being at home and um, having a having a coach that that it seems as though he's implemented a fair few things that these players have responded to. I think he's done a lot of work. Um, Andrew Webster in the preseason, just just building a, a very um, sort of basic sort of outline of of what their football should look like, and so all their players have an understanding now. Like if you if you're talking about the Warriors of the past, and you've played there, Kempi, always a very highly skillful, talented footy side, but just you know just didn't have that that consistency that was needed to be a great footy side. Mm. If if you know what I mean, so you know they could come up with some of the best football you'll you'll see all year, but then some of the some of the worst as well, and sometimes in the same game. Yep. But uh, he's brought this level of consistency to their footy side, helped by you know a, a fair few of their older players playing in some of you know the the best form that they've had their entire career. Sean Johnson, unbelievable. Mm. Tohu Harris is playing well, um, and they they're riding this high of. You know, a fair few wins now, and their and their supporters have jumped on the back of it. Like those scenes across the weekend when they played the Sharkies, unbelievable, sold out crowd. Yeah, incredible. It's such good scenes. Um, incredible, incredible. But they but they're facing a, a footy side with a couple of big names backing themselves, and and timely ones as well. Two two guys playing in the middle, Papali'i and Horsburgh. Um, I think they can go again, mate. I think the Warriors can win this. Yeah, yeah, we actually got a text here. It's quite a long text, but also I'll just get the gist of it. Arvo, boys, loving the show. Den and I have a bone to pick with you, mate, respectfully, of course. <laughs> on Friday, you said on Manny John's Morning Glory show that you think the Warriors will drop out of the eight. 
for context, I was asked, you know, who I think would be the eight. I didn't say like out of nowhere they drop out, and yes. I said maybe the Warriors. Anyway, um, so basically, uh, the text is, you know, should I eat some humble pie in regards Ooh. to? Um, well, I mean, yeah, sure. Like I didn't. This is this was said before the game against the Sharks. We have to remember they beat a very understrength eel side, uh, even yeah. though it was a good win, and then they got towed up by the Rabbitohs at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but after their performance against the Sharks, I definitely think they'll make the eight. Um, that was a real test game for me in regards to the Warriors and where they're at. Um, and so, yeah, for sure. I, I think that if anyone's going to drop out of the eight at the moment, it'd probably be the Sharkies. But um, in regards to Warriors versus Raiders, the Warriors are just such a, a another example. We spoke about it in the Dolphins in regards to roster doesn't mean everything on paper. It's about systems. It's about environment. Mm-hmm. And this Warriors roster is is really is good on paper, but it's not – it's not this incredible, crazy roster that you'd expect to blow everyone out of the... I mean, a lot of people would have had them in the bottom eight at the start of the year. I personally did. I had them yeah. finishing, you know, anywhere from like maybe 10th to 14th, really. Mm. Um, and what they've managed to do has just been so good. And I think Webster, if if the Dallium Coach of the Year was selected after the grand final and, and Ivan Cleary had gone, you know, the treble, then obviously you go Ivan Cleary. Yeah. But it's selected before. And I think Webster's a shoe-in for Coach of the Year at the moment, surely. Oh, I have- has to be. Surely. Um, Has to be. So, um, yeah. And thinking back to this game earlier in the year, they um, the Warriors had a strong win against yeah. Canberra. Yeah. Although Canberra, they sort of, they controlled the first half. And they, I think they actually went into the break at, um, I think it was 8-6. Mm. But then the Warriors just, they just went bang in the second half and just piled on points. And that was in Canberra. Was that in Canberra that yeah, game? Yeah, 300 game yeah. for Croker. Yeah, that's right. It was, yeah, that's right. It was. Jared Croker's 300th after he was arrested the previous week. So they were a little bit embarrassed by that performance. And I'm sure that will be that will be on the agenda this week with Ricky. Yeah. He always holds on to that stuff. So he'll be saying to his Canberra players, hey, boys, we owe this team one. Yep. We owe this team one. Look what happened. Remember last time? And I know, you know they didn't do themselves any favors with the way they played, but hey, they come and spoil the party of our one of our um, one of our longest serving players in Jared Croker in his three hundredth. We owe these boys one, but I think they're on a roll at the moment. The Warriors, I'm 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 jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah, I like the way they play and and just the gritty nature at which they play. We spoke about as you just mentioned, Smithy. The Raiders came out and dominated the first half, and I feel like you know Raid uh, Warriors of yesteryear, if they get dominated in the first half, very yeah, rarely. Just- yeah, they pack they pack up their tents. Yeah, whereas the, <laughs> the Warriors this year are saying, no, nah, no, nah. you've got to just play 80 minutes of rugby league to beat us. Yeah. Um, so I'm going the Warriors. But, you know, all this hype's been about Warriors. What are the Raiders? They're sitting fourth. Fourth, mate. It's an amazing Incredible. year for the Canberra Raiders. Like in a mm. year where they lost their fullback, they're really short stuck for such an important position. Yeah, all um, the talk with Jackie Whiten. All the talk around Jackie Whiten. When and Jackie left, Whiten's yeah. had a relatively quiet year as well. Yeah, by his own standards. Yeah, by his own standards. They've been amazing this year, the Raiders, for what they've managed to achieve with the roster they have. Like, you compare, yeah. you got White and Fogarty, Chris, and they yep. rotate their nine. You compare that spine compared to, like, the top-tier spines. Like, they really shouldn't be close to them, yet they are because they're so gritty. Yeah. And they could finish top four. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Really, they could. Yep. Warriors and then, like, Newey, West Tigers. They've got a storm in there, but then they've got Doggies. Uh, Broncos and finish with Sharky. So they could well and truly finish top four. It'd be huge. Absolutely. Now, after the break, we're going to continue our round preview.
Welcome back to the captain's run. Let's get straight into it because this is a big one, Smithy. This is a big oh, one. Oh. Rabbitohs with all their stars returning. Broncos with their stars returning. 8 p.m. Sun, Sunshine Coast Stadium. Rabbitohs team news. Charlie Mitt, Campbell Graham, Jai Arrow all return. Walker, Kolomatangi, Murray are all back on deck after origin. Broncos team mm. news. Reese Walsh, Payne Haas, and the great Paddy Carrigan all return. What do you reckon, Smithy? Oh, mate, this is huge clash. Clearly the the best game of the round. Um, and you'll catch it all live and free on Channel 9, Kempi. Absolutely. Listen to the the great Fatty Vorton. Yep. Peter Basoldis call this one. I'll be sitting alongside those two guys. Um, I'll tell you what, this is – we'll get a bit of an insight into maybe a, a potential matchup in, could I say, a grand final, Kempi? <gasps> Don't Could say I that, say Smithy. It. Don't get me hopes up, Smithy. <laughs> Could I say it? Mate. An early grand final. Well, look, these two teams, yeah, we we, we, we spoke about these two teams earlier and you know, having the potential to maybe upset the the pen, uh, the Panthers on the way to three consecutive premierships. But, look, I, I, I like it. This is the two very good footy sides sitting quite high on the ladder. Um, big names back, you know. Reese Walsh, you know, he's he was coming back from suspension, but Payne Haas injury, Paddy Garrigan, he was rested. Trell Mitt, he's the big one. Yeah, he's the big one for me. Been out for quite some time. I think his last game was May nineteen, so quite some time ago now. He's had those calf issues, and um, just wondering how the big fellas spent that time away from from the game. You know, whether he's looked after himself and he's going to get he's going to come back in in really good condition or whether it'll take him you know two or three matches to get going again not sure i'd like to think that he's he's up and raring to go and he's ready for this one because this is a huge game for them um against the broncos who have been sitting pretty much at the top of the ladder the whole season um and they're in really good form this is the rabbitohs home game yeah at, at Sunny Coast Stadium, which, you know, it's, um, uh, I think we, <laughs> there was a few people <laughs> blowing up, blowing up at the start of the year when your boys, the Broncos, they're hey. playing these, they're playing these away games. Don't blame us. Away games. And they're all in Queensland. Hey, Rabbitohs oh, made this decision. On, mate. We're just a battler trying to get back on our feet and, you mm-hmm. know, we can't help if some things fall our way. Yep. So <laughs> I- interesting to see, <laughs> interesting to see, I, I want to keep an eye on two guys. Right? The two fullbacks. Trell Mitt and Reese Walsh. How's he going to bounce back from that suspension? Because he wasn't, you know, he's carrying on a little bit, wasn't he? He's carrying on a little bit in that game and he got suspended for, you know, shooting his mouth off. So, you know, he needs to take, well, he's taking his medicine. He got three matches and, well, you know, the biggest one was sitting out game three of State of Origin. But um, let's see how he returns now and just gets out there and plays football. Yeah, you're totally right. It's it's going to be interesting to see what his body language is like, you know, mm. what his, you know, <clears throat> chat is like, how he talks to players. Does he, you know, it's really because, again, you don't want to take away the fire in his belly. That's what makes him so great because no, he no, competes on everything. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you're right. He, he got carried away. He got, he got suspended. Whether you believe he did or didn't do it, if he wasn't mm. so animated and going at the refs as many times he did, he wouldn't have got suspended. Mm. Um and so it's going to be really interesting to see whether we see a more mature Reese Walsh uh, on the other side of the table. Or Trell Mitchell, I mean, their premiership hopes rest on his shoulders. So if if Trell Mitt is coming back fit, firing, and rested, 
Yes. It's a scary, scary prospect for the rest of the club, uh, NRL. Real, real scary. Um, this game is such a good test for both sides. Because even if, regardless of whether you win or lose, it's how you play, you know. Yeah. If they both go into this game and it's a high-quality match of rugby league, and let's say Rabbitohs get up by six points, yep. both teams can walk away and say, we're ready. We're ready to go on a run here. <clears throat> um, if it's a, an ugly win and it's low quality and, you know, both teams, they get no confidence from it. So it's yep. really important that both teams turn up and deliver a high-quality game of rugby league. Yeah. Broncos are sitting... A fair way ahead of the bunnies. It's it's probably more important for the bunnies to win this one than mm. um than the Broncos. Even though I, I I feel as though you know regardless of this result, if, if the bunnies were to get beaten, I still feel as though they're going to feature in the finals. Yeah. But sitting eighth, you know, they're in that sort of precarious spot there where, you know, if North Queensland were to win this weekend, they would then leapfrog the bunnies. Wow. Well, they go, sorry, they, they, they've got to score, like the four and against and all that comes into it. But um, no, they definitely would because they're each on 24. So they'd go they'd go ahead of the Rabbitohs. So all of a sudden, um, you miss that opportunity to, to have a, a win against one of the, you know, one of the, the heavyweights of the comp sitting second in on the ladder um, to sitting straight away, sitting outside the top eight. I, as I said, I'll reiterate, I still feel as though the Bunnies will play finals footy, but... This could be almost, you know, a win for the mental battle, you know, of both sides. So oh, whoever, whoever wins this one takes it into you know the final series where they could they could you know there's a high probability that they'll each face each other again. Oh mate, for sure. Like for the Broncos, if they beat the Rabbitohs, they they almost put to bed the the scare or whatever that there's going to be an end of season fall off. Yeah. And, and the Rabbitohs, if they beat the Broncos, they go, we're the real deal. We can really go all the way this year. Now, next game is Titans v. the – the Roosters still in the comp. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Titans v. Roosters, Saturday 3 p.m. at Seabus Stadium. Um, <laughs> Titans news. <laughs> Tino is out with suspension. Isaac Liu moves to prop. Aaron Clark starts at lock. AJ Brimson returns at fullback. Campbell moves to the bench and Stimson returns onto the bench. Roosters team news. Teddy returns at fullback. Manu moves to center. Suali'i back on the wing. Terrell May replaces White on the bench. And Turpin stays at hooker. Brandon Smith raised on the bench. What do you reckon, Smithy? Mm. This is an interesting one. Yeah, this is this is a very interesting one because, I don't know, the Titans, you know, even, even when they have their, their big names out, like so across that, that period where they had a few origin players out, they still went out and competed really, really hard. Yeah. Um, and the Roosters, well, I don't know. Just it's not happening for them at the moment. Well, sorry, not at the moment. It's just not happening for them full stop. Mm. Tom? Is Thomas there? I think he is. Crickets. Yeah, yeah no, crickets. nothing. He can't even hit the crickets yeah. button. I don't even think he goes and watches the game. Wouldn't surprise oh, he me. He's out. Yeah. yeah okay. Giving up on his team. Um, yeah, so there it is. There, <laughs> there he is. He is. <laughs> there he is. He's still there. Is there a button for he, schnitz that you could press yeah, on that? <laughs> <laughs> can we get some? Get some. I'm, I'm, can we get a direct line to schnitz, please? Oh, mate, I'd love that. At the moment. Um, anyway, back to back to the footy. Um, yeah, well, mate, I, I don't know. Well, Teddy's back. Um, week off, of course. Um, Jesus, some news around that just quietly. I couldn't believe it. He played mate, Origin geez, during the week. Mate, let him go. Jeez, like Trent Robinson said, mate, have a week off. You need a break. 
Like, he played that much footy. Get away. You don't need to come to the game. And then he gets bagged for it. Like, seriously. Anyway. Um, mate, I'm, listen. Listen, this isn't going to be popular with our producer, but I'm going Titans. Mate, I'm with you. I'm going Titans at Seabus. I, uh, I look at the Titans and I, you know, the results haven't gone their way, but I, I think that they're playing gritty, tough rugby league. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for them as a club. I think that they're, they're the closest they've been to when they first started with Preston Campbell and all those boys, uh, Luke Bailey, uh, yeah. Minicello, all those boys that were part of that, that's initial squad, Scotty Prince. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really excited for this squad. As long as they can keep Tino, I think mm. they've come so far when it comes to resilience, mental toughness, hanging yep. in games. Um, I, I really think that they're, I'll be surprised if they aren't in the eight next year. I, I would yeah. be surprised. I really feel like they're making good progress. Desi Hasler at the club, Benny Hunt, potentially, maybe who knows what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, in regards to the roosters, I, I spoke about this on Monday. I, I really think that, you know, the roosters, if you look at them the last 10 to 15 years, they almost go in cycles where they go, all right, huge recruits, premiership. Huge recruits, premiership. And I think that with the rule changes that came about the same time of that, you know, refresh, I think they leaned a bit too heavily into the new type of rugby league that we were seeing with their recruits. And it's a mixture of leaning a bit too heavy. And also the game changed again and went back to what it was, closer to what it was before the rule changes. Mm. And so I think that when you look at their recruitment, it hasn't really landed as strongly as they have in the last two times they've done those big recruits. We look at Sonny Bill, you look at uh, Maloney, Jennings, 2013, I'm pretty mm. sure. Then you yep. go 2018, you got Cronk, you got Teddy. <clears throat> and I just think this... Crichton. Crichton, Crichton. Whereas this cycle, I just don't know whether they have done nailed it as well as they usually do in regards to, not necessarily talent, they've definitely recruited good talent, but mm. have they clicked as well as you would hope in this cycle? Yeah. Oh, well, I think the answer is definitely no, they haven't. When you actually look at their side on paper, it's one of the best lineups out of anyone in the competition. Yeah. That'd be right in saying that, wouldn't it? Yeah, for sure. For but sure. Just, it's, not, it's just not happening for them on the field. And, I, and, you know, there's been some comments around, you know, Brandon Smith and the recruitment of him coming across and just how that just hasn't clicked as well. Mm. How they haven't found, like, just the optimum role for him in this footy side. Like... He clearly hasn't played the football that he was playing previously when he was at the Melbourne Storm. Um, so, you know, I think they haven't really found the best, maybe maybe not even the best position or the best role for him to play in this footy side as yet. But, yeah, it just, they, they, they you know, they, they're severely playing under their capabilities. Mm. There's no doubt about that. There's no doubt about that. And that's that's not even a criticism. That's just general fact, I think. You know, all the players there are aware of it. The coaching staff are aware of it. You can see it. You can see it on their faces after games. Mm. Yeah, I was watching. I was watching. You know, quite closely um, on the on the weekend when they took on the Melbourne Storm, a couple of their key players, and in a few moments in those matches, you know, there was a couple of errors made or something. Something didn't quite go to plan, and you know, just watching guys like Luke Keary, just the the look on his face was just. It was almost like he 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 didn't know what what else to do mm. it was just lost for answers mm. and very rarely have you well almost never have you have you seen that on the faces of of players at the roosters so there's something going wrong there at the moment that's just 
they, they, you know, training might be great. Yeah, the, the atmosphere around the place might be good. The energy might be good. But if they're doing positive things at training, it's certainly not transferring onto the footy field on game day. Yep. Uh, and make sure you don't miss a Titans double header this weekend. Catch the NRL side against the Roosters and the NRLW side against the Cowboys for wow. Superhero Saturday. And don't forget the NRLW, it starts. It's, it's ready to go. Away. Cannot wait. After the break, we continue our round preview. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. We were just bothered by Fletch. Absolute punish, but also good bloke. Yeah. New Mazda. All right. Yeah. Mazda 3. I got it from Aspley, mate. Aspley Mazda. Oh, Wow. Unbelievable. That's not like Fletch to come in and be uh, disruptive. Anyway, welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Let's get into games. Knights v Storm. What do you reckon about this one, Smithy? Yeah, well, um, Dan Gagai, he's back um, in the centres. Um, no changes to the Storm team, which you'd expect out of that that uh, that big win against the Roosters on the weekend. They're just We touched briefly on the Storm earlier. They're just rolling along nicely, aren't they? They're sitting in third. Yeah, it's crazy. And sort of, if you look at their, they're a bit of an up and down sort of start to the or first half of the year. But from from about that halfway point, they've been fairly consistent and they've been stacking up the wins nicely. Um, you know, just watching them play their footy, they're starting to settle into their football a bit more than what they were at the start. They looked a little bit clunky, I thought, in the first half of the year. And come up with a couple of, well, performances that you just you just thought, nah, that's that's not that team. That's that's not where they're at. And, and for whatever reason, you know, they had a couple of, well, they they lost to the Bulldogs and then they were playing the Titans where they were in the league comfortably um, and then give up, you know, what was it, about three tries in the space of about seven minutes in that match on the Gold Coast. So a um, couple of um, losses where you just thought, nah, this, I don't know, there's something going wrong, but they've turned it around. Like to their credit, they've turned it around and they're, they're playing some pretty good footy um, themselves. Just watching Craig on the weekend, though, like I was telling you how I was watching that game closely, and I don't know, he just he, he didn't have that animated sort of – he wasn't his animated self. Not not saying that, you know, that there's anything wrong with you know, what he's doing at the moment or he's not liking what he's seeing, but it's just strange to see him. Like they had a really strong win, but he just sat there after the game. He just sat there, had a look around, said a few words to his um, assistant coaches, and that was sort of it, but – I think that just shows where he's at. Like they had a very strong win, but he's probably looking at that from a point of view of well, we've we've still got improvement. Yeah, um, that's that's what I took away from it. So looking at this one, <clears throat> I know that they've they actually didn't go home after the after the the game at the Sydney Cricket Ground. They they've gone on like a mini camp, I think maybe uh, Central Coast somewhere, um, so Central Coast New South Wales because they're taking on um, the Knights in Newey. So I think um, I think I'm back in the storm in this one to get this one done. Although over a long period of time, Kempi, if the Knights can get up for any club, in particular when they're playing at home, mm. they love playing a big game against the Storm. Mm. They love it. They just love it. And we've been we've been we've been nailed a couple of times there mm. by um, by Newey when you know we were sitting. Or, or traveling quite nicely, top of the ladder, or in the top four in Newcastle, not enjoying the best season, and they've nailed us. Mm. So that's just it's it might be. It, I'm tipping Storm to win, but it's a little bit of a danger game for them. Yeah, it's uh, the Knights, haven't they? Just fought and scrapped for everything. But let's get to our next game: Cowboys versus Eels. Cowboys uh, playing at uh, Queensland Country Park Stadium. How do you see yep. this one, Smithy? 
Yeah, I think the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm just you know listening to Toddy Payton earlier. They, they've got a change in their attitude towards their footy right now. Um, you know, they're all excited. They're all have a strong understanding of the changes that needed to be made from the start of the year. Eels, you know, big Reggie's out, Micah's out uh, for the next month. You know, they're they're being replaced by some handy players in Ogden and, and Hayes Dunster, but um, Cowboys for me, mate. They're they're yeah, they're in a bit of a groove at the moment. Geez, they look good. They're exciting to watch too. When they get that roll along through the middle and, mm. you know, Scotty Drinkwater starts ball playing, it is just so exciting to watch. Uh, Eels, uh, they're in such a strange position because their for and against is pretty good. Yep. Um, losing RCG obviously hurts quite a lot. Well, not quite yes. a lot. Massive, massive out. Yep. yep. Uh, I, I'm just so excited to see Mitchell Moses for the rest of the year, though. I just think he's going to take so much confidence from his origin performances, especially mm-hmm. um, game three. I thought he was really solid. But, yeah, the Cowboys, for me, I, they just seem to be hitting their straps at the right time. They seem yep. to be timing their run to perfection. Yep. Um, and they just look confident. And also, they look like a team where, like, for example, they don't need Jason Tamalolo to run for 250 meters anymore. No. You no. Know, he can just be a part of the system, and they win. Yep. Yeah, I think they'll be in for a big one, mate. Home crowd, you know, on, as I said, on a roll, feeling good. Couple of couple of key outs for Eels, and uh, yeah, I think Cowboys get it done. Eels, uh, like, if they would have missed the eight, because you look oh, at the wow. ladder, and they're oh. what are they sitting right now? They're I think they're sixth. They're sixth, and so points wise, so they're so, so they're seventh, and basically, oh, they're seventh. Okay, they have one of the hardest runs home of any club in the NRL. Yep, I th- I think they're going to have a strong run home in regards to results. But when you look at that run home, geez Louise, mm. it is a tough run home. Yeah, well, if you if you're looking at any teams that could possibly drop out of the top eight, like I think there's two. I think there's Eels. All of our all of our Eels listeners, they'll they'll love hearing that. <laughs> but I, I think it's Eels only because of, I, only because of off the back of a couple of things, right? The teams that you have to play. Right, you got some really difficult teams to play. You're playing the Cowboys away, and next week they they play um, Melbourne away. So it's pretty two tough road trips back to back. You go into Townsville, then you're going down to Melbourne. So they're not only are the trips hard, but they're hard to beat those teams as well. Mm. Plus, on top of that, you've got your leading front rower and one of your key try scorers on the wing in Micah Sebo out for yeah. a month. For a month, wow. it's not just it's not just this week. A month, Kempy. That's that's why, I, and I'm not saying they will. I'm just saying if there's if there's a couple of teams, I'd be saying possibly Cronulla and 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 possibly Para. Yeah, and also Para Eels very short on outside backs. It's not like they're flush, you know, like mm. other clubs where they can just bring someone in and kill it. So, look, I I I've got faith in the Eels. I got faith because you, you know what? You know I got man. faith is because I stuck with them last year when everyone wrote them off. So I'm yes, gonna well I'm gonna hang in there. But if they do struggle, I'm gonna say that I'm. Um, I never said that. Anyway, after the break, we continue <laughs> our round preview. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Time for the Panthers v. the Doggies. 2 p.m. Bluebet Stadium. Clear returns at halfback. Also playing his 150th NRL game. Wow. Uh, and the Doggies. Flanagan starts at halfback for injured Toby Sexton, while Paul Alamotti starts at centre for Braden Burns. Kikau is named on reserves and could play his first game since round four. How do you see it, Smithy? Well, mate, that's huge. That's that's great to hear that uh, Kikau's back. Um, peck injury, wasn't it? Yeah, um, that's, that's kept him out for pretty much the entire season. So great to hear that um, Viliami could possibly be playing footy this weekend. And 
I don't know, do you do you throw him into first grade before the season's out? Maybe not. Maybe not risk him. You yeah. might just give him a, a couple of games, a bit of a run. Um, but, mate, this is, yeah, th- this is as hard as it gets for the Bulldogs coming off, you know, the Panthers' performance on the weekend, minus five of their best. So they get all their origin stars back. Cleary's back. He's well-rested. He's ready to go. I actually I actually seen him briefly before the game last week, mm. <clears throat> before the game started, and just, you know, just sort of said, how you going and all this sort of stuff and just... He, and he, he he looked fresh. He looked ready to go. Yeah. He was keen to get back on the field. I actually think, like if that was if that was a a, a must win game, he he would have been right to play Kempi. I think. Oh really? Um, okay. Against the Dolphins, yeah. But I think they just they just being a little bit more cautious. You know, being a hamstring injury and and whatnot, just give give him that extra game. So he's he's raring to go. Um, yeah, I I don't like saying this, but th- this could be a, a big score line against the Bulldogs. Yeah, it is going to be really, really tough. Uh, you know, if if Viliami Kikau does play, he's going to be, his match fitness is obviously going to take some time to get there. Mm. you got Flanagan, who is, you know, going down a pecking order in regards to starting halves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alamotti, I think he got dropped. Now he's back in. Um, and Nathan Cleary, you just know he's going to be desperate for a big game. Absolutely yep. desperate for a, a big game. I, I just can't see Bulldogs getting the victory here. And, yeah, I think the Panthers, they just got so much confidence right now. Like they just, mm. they just look so confident, and there seems to be more levels to their game. Like for example, when Critter's not there, Isaac Tungor essentially yeah. becomes Player of the Round. <laughs> yeah, I you, know. You know, it is crazy. It's scary. Yeah, yep. it's scary to think like what 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 they have in reserve. You know what I mean? Like when they when they when they when they're able to have five of their representative players, representative players not available. And you bring in these young guys, and they and they perform the way they did. As you said, like Tungo was the was the best player of the round. Yeah, just incredible. And yeah, you know, not only are the Bulldogs facing, yeah, you know, this this Panthers you know, seventeen that they run out in the field against, but it's going to be a big crowd. Sunday Arvo at home, Cleary's one fiftieth. They're gonna they're gonna turn out in droves. Now Sharks versus Seagulls. How do you see this one, mate? Oh, big one for the Sharkies. Big one for the Sharkies. There's 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 a few question marks on on where they're actually at. Um, Craig Fitzgibbon, he's he's dropped the axe on a couple of players. Um, you know, Braden Trindle, he comes into the half from Matty Moylan. Wade Graham, he's being rested, and Sivitalikai, he's been moved to the bench. Kempy, yeah, for Connor Tracy. So there's been some moves made by the coach. He obviously not happy with what he's seeing at the moment from his troops. Um, they get Dale Finucane back from suspension. He goes straight back into the 13. Um, Teague, Wilton, Teague Wilton injured um, with, a, with a leg injury. But um, mm, mm, interesting. Seagulls, Matty Lodge. I'll tell you what, Matty Lodge, right? So we, we spoke about this, this move. So he played reserve grade last week. Um, and we spoke about the impact that he had at the Roosters when he, when he first turned, turned up. I wonder what he's going to do here. Yeah. Whether he'll have that same impact for the manly side. Cuz they cuz they underperformed on the weekend too. Mm. They didn't they didn't play. I, I didn't think they they played as well as they could have, but two teams that are in much need of a, a not only a win but just a strong performance can be. Yeah. Absolutely. Um oh, this is a really tough one because yeah. you're totally right. Like both <laughs> teams are desperate right now. 
Yeah. Um, you know, DCE, the concern I guess I have with Manly is, is DCE is in career best form and they're mm. still struggling. So it's like yeah. you've got the best seven in the game as in form-wise right now and, yep. and it still seems to be. And then you've got a new combination in Trindle and Hines. Um, mm. So, look, I, 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 this is a 50-50 for me. I actually mm. I tipped Manly uh, on Monday. Yep. I'm probably just going to stick with it just because I just don't – it's just a 50-50 call for me. Yeah. Um, now in regards to bringing Trindle in, I just, the only thing I hope with Trindle is, is that he gets, uh, you know, a few games to really, I guess, feel, feel the combination out and just to, I, mm. just some game time to be able to build a combination with Hines, which I assume Fitzy will do. Yeah. I guess the problem for the Sharkies is, is it too late in the season to be that patient, you know? Yeah. Well, well mate, I was, I was going to say that like, <sighs> they're running out of time. Yeah. Aren't they? Like they're they're running out of time, and their season is, it, it it could be on the line if if they're to lose this one on the weekend. Well, geez, like I'd be I'd be getting a little bit nervous at that footy club. Yeah, I'd be getting a little bit nervous with where I was at. Like a couple of losses, and they they could be outside the eight. That's how quickly this season could turn for them. So, for different reasons, you know, for, for the Sharks, it's to try and stay in the eight. For the Seagulls. It's to try and keep their finals hopes alive this weekend. Yeah. That's what they're playing for. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, now, we're going to head to a break. After the break, we'll give you our sure thing.